All right, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of Naked Sunday. I'm your host, Caleb Nelson, and I have the distinct pleasure to bring on my guest for the day, Caitlin Floor. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Is this your first podcast you've ever been on? This is my first one, yeah. So <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I'm starting to get a reputation for having to be a lot of people's first podcast, which uh, I hope that's a good thing for a lot of people, but hopefully I'm also not like setting strange expectations of other people's other experiences <laughs> on podcasts, but no, you know what? Like it's probably a good sign for you that everyone's willing to try it out. Right. <laughs> that is, a, you know what? That's a, I did not consider it that way. That's a really good way of looking at it, but uh, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. I I'm actually just getting back into, I was off for a few weeks when I was traveling, but I like to start all my episodes off with why I appreciate my guests. And, you know, you and I have known each other for probably two, three months now, something along those lines. And I've just really enjoyed every one of our conversations, especially in the world of like marketing and internet marketing, things get really weird. And there's not, there's always like a lot of like, I feel like shell games. There's, I feel like there's not a lot of honesty. There's not a lot of like, like purity around people's intentions. And something that I've really admired about you in your, just your approach and how you look at this and about creating a brand really more than just trying to get people to buy your thing or connect, you really sounds like you care about creating an honest connection with people. And in this day and age where authenticity and warmth and connection, I think are at a premium, that's really, really powerful to me. And, and you know, you're an entrepreneur at the same time. And I admire that. And I admire anybody becoming an entrepreneur because it's scary nonetheless in, in, in this world. But I love that you're leading with this real care and love and admiration and, 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 I mean, it's genuine. It's genuine. And I, that's, that's what I value in this world. So thank you. Yeah. Um, thanks for saying that. That means a lot. Um, I think, you know, being in marketing for 10, about 10 years now, um, I've worked in many different areas. I've worked at agencies and corporate, and I've, I've gotten to see, you know, good marketing, bad marketing and everything in between. And, Um, I think one of the things that uh, I'm always very conscious of is sometimes people's view of marketing. And like you were talking about um, just a few minutes ago is that sometimes, you know, marketing can kind of have this negative uh, view around it. And um, I like the fact that, you know, I believe that good marketing um, and branding is um, the kind that's very genuine and intentional and um, connects people to services and products that they really want or need. So, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in like, if it's done right, then it's, it's very good and it's helpful for people. Um, so it shouldn't have a negative um, connotation to it. Um, but yeah, thanks for saying that. I try my best and I really enjoy it. I, I love what I do. And um, I love working with people who are really, excited and ambitious about, you know, their specific skill set, service, product, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah. I love it. Now, we know a little bit about what you do. We're going to dive a little more into that, in a bit, but I'm a firm believer that it's not, you're not buying what, you're buying who. Who, to that effect, because you know yourself better than I do, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, 
Well, I am Caitlin. Um, I have my own. <laughs> uh, I always get a straight, I, I always get like a mixed bag of like, how do I, it's like a, huh, how am I going to respond to that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, do I, is this like a networking thing where I like tell my pitch and. <laughs> ah, be you. This is all about um, the human, human connection here. The real person. Yeah. Well, I don't, where do I start? So I'm in social media marketing. Um, I have my own company called KF Social Brands, and I work with um, established entrepreneurs who either have a, a service brand or introducing a new product um, and who want to use social media to grow their business and their company. Um, I enjoy working with them to more than just like put out posts, but to have um, come up with a good strategy for them that actually works, have social media really work for them. Because I think a lot of times there's this misconception over like social media can be so time consuming and it feels like I'm getting nowhere. Um, but in reality, if you if you know what you're doing and you have a plan, it can be really beneficial to your brand um, and your business. And I've seen that firsthand uh, where people are, once they get it and they get in the system and they figure out like what works for them, it's amazing what it can do to like grow your presence online um, and get more clients and uh, just really tell the story of you and why you do what you do. Um, which is so important. So storytelling, that one's a fun one because it, it's a hard one. I, I find, I'd be curious to hear your perspective on this. It's very difficult for many people to share their story, be true, be authentic. Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see where you think that comes from and why it's so difficult for somebody to just be so genuine in this day and age. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Sometimes I think we have, we, we think about what other people are expecting um, to hear and kind of shape our story around that. Um, I think it's kind of human nature to just like, even if we don't mean it in a mean way, like devious way to just adapt to our surroundings when we get into a different room or in a different scene or whatever. So um, I think part of that is just like natural that people do that. And sometimes it's, it's very hard to find somebody who shows up the same way in all circumstances and in all ways in their life, you know? Um, but I think that Sometimes it's just about, you know, creating that good, positive relationship with, with someone. Like with my clients, I love to get to know them. Um, and I love to have a more laid back, casual, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's professional in the sense that we get down to business and we, we do what we need to do for their brand. But I really enjoy like the conversations. So then I get a chance to really know and, and ask them about their life and like, what they do outside of their job. Um, and then I kind of weave that into their branding and their marketing. And I think that's what makes it kind of special and kind of neat. So you think a lot of it's like around judgment of being like ostracized for sharing their own thoughts and feelings or dare I even say promoting themselves? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or sometimes I don't know, just I, I'm amazed at how many people don't think that something is interesting about them until someone else says, you know what, you should tell that story. That's really cool. Or, you know, I think that's awesome that you're an avid cyclist and you do like 50 mile rides every weekend. Like, why don't you talk about that at work? <laughs> you know, but they think like, well, why would anybody want to know about that? That's boring or that's just whatever, you know, it has nothing to do with this. But like you were saying, it is kind of, I mean, that's how we as humans connect is through, um, yeah, just learning, learning more about each other and relating to each other. So those are relatable things I think that should be shared. <laughs> Did you have a personal experience with that, with even just learning how to promote yourself or I, I'd, I'd be curious as well. Do you find yourself running up against some of these same, these same types of feelings? Um, I've definitely been in the position where, you know, there's the question maybe in a networking meeting or call that says like, tell us something about you that nobody knows. <laughs> and you always have that moment that's like, oh no, where do I start? What's appropriate? What should I tell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, there's that question that comes up a lot. <laughs> Um, but I think it's just kind of like being okay with who you are. That's a bigger part of the story and just owning who you are and being okay telling that story um, in front of other audiences. <laughs> well, I mean, we met through a group, which is, is fun because I think it was the last, I think it was the last one or like two conversations or two meetings ago. I think that was the question that was brought up. <laughs> I know I tend to just like just shoot from the hip and go like fuck it basically and be like here you here you go you're gonna deal with it. I personally, from a personal standpoint, I mean, obviously the nature of the name Naked Sunday, like I know that that's gonna turn some heads. Like, what is Naked Sunday? Do you guys just make it on this thing? No, it's the idea of being real and being authentic. I crave I crave vulnerability. Like in in this world right now everybody's putting on a mask and a facade and trying to just impress everybody in the flex culture and all the other shit you know pardon my french but like i like the quirks i like weird me i like weird i like strange things even though it's not really strange when it's like it's just a thing that's a societal mm -hmm. narrative that pitches something as taboo or off brand or whatever the thing is and you know you know, a lot of those networking meetings can get really stuffy and really just like clinical and clerical. I'm like, guys, I wouldn't buy if all I knew is those things. I personally want to know context about the human. Like I'm, I'm buying more than just, especially if it's a service-based type of thing, I'm buying a human basically. And knowing what somebody stands for is really difficult, uh, which leads into another, one of our conversations we were talking with maybe last week about leadership i'd be curious to hear how you see the the language of leadership in a business and an organization because you've worked with a few companies obviously and you're seeing how the language in which is really just marketing and you put a social media post out today about the words we use that's that's what sells i'd be curious to hear your take on a lot of like vulnerability and leadership styles within organizations and how it relates into their their 
their message. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I think that it really starts from the top um, in a company or an organization. And I think that that's why leaders are so, so influential and so important. I think that once you start growing a company, it's like whatever, that's why that, that piece of work of like doing work on yourself, um, right? When you become an entrepreneur, they always say like invest in yourself first. Um, and it's really like, that's so underrated. Like you need to do that so much more than you think you need to do it because you don't realize how you're setting the tone and setting the example and everything for everyone who's working with you. And even if you're a solopreneur and you work by yourself, you're still creating your brand, um, which you work with partners, you work with clients. So all of those interactions is part of your brand, part of your message, everything like that. And it, it should all be intentional, like if we think about it. Um, and with leaders, I think that often, um, you know, whoever is leading from the top um, is really the example of how things are. So if that, if that person is, you know, not very open with like what they do outside of work or, you know, always very professional and right to the point, then everyone else follows that. Um, and then it becomes, you know, part of the culture of that company. Uh, and I feel like sometimes it takes that person at the top to be the one to change that dialogue or to, you know, at least give permission that like, hey, we don't always have to do it like this. We could, you know, do something, we could start the meetings like this, or, you know, I'm open to change or, you know, whatever, but it kind of, it starts from the top, I think. Um, so yeah, is that, am I kind of on the right, uh, yeah. what you're thinking or? I like that, especially from talking about it from a language and, and um, messaging standpoint of, well, I'm setting the tone and you're modeling the behavior. That's what I'm hearing all this. You're modeling the behavior for those to follow, whether it is your staff who then serve your clients. It's setting a very intentional tone. I, that's what I really keep hearing with you. It's intent. Are you deliberate about curating, crafting your culture language is a probably the like the seminal piece of culture it's how you communicate it's how you pass messages back and forth and and convey ideas um what's acceptable not what's not acceptable what's inside the lines of the company what's not out what's not inside of it i think that's such a powerful realization um and i mentioned already obviously like you know you want you'd had a lot of experience in the marketing world then you wanted to make the shift to the very ominous, scary land of, <laughs> of entrepreneurship, of being your own business owner. Tell me a little bit about your journey and your reasoning why you wanted, you were inspired to start your own company and, and go out on your own and, and do that. And really what's the mission of, of what you're looking to create with that? And I'd also be curious, what have been some of the, the big struggles? And I'll repeat all those things. If you're forgetting all the, like the 19 things I just asked you all at once. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think, 
So I had always dreamed of being an entrepreneur and having my own thing ever since college, probably. And I think that I took the path like many people do out of college, you know, going into working for someone else, thinking you need all this experience and training and you just like, you know, need leadership. You need all these things before you can go and try it and just go out and do it, Um, which I think all helped. And I think was a great experience. It taught me a lot of things. It taught me what I do like, what I don't like, what's a good marketing, what's a good culture, what's not good, (laughs) all of the above. But um, yeah, at the same time, I was still just always guided back to this other pull, you know, that was wanting to be on my own and wanting to create something of my own and also just like help people in my own creative special way um, with helping them with create a brand around their business, around their company, and then help them like promote and um, uh, grow their businesses that in that way. So I, um, I had some experience in digital social media marketing and really loved that um, specific aspect of marketing. Um, and I decided to um, take the leap during the pandemic <laughs> of all times. Um, thought, you know what? Everything else is kind of going to shit right now. Let's <laughs> just <laughs> throw something else in there. <laughs> Why not, right? I guess you could say I'm a risk taker a little bit. <laughs> you inherently um, have to have a pretty high risk tolerance to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Like on the surface, if you're just doing like just the line items of going into business for yourself, unless you have like a huge, you know, bankroll or whatever, more often than not, when you're just bootstrapping it yourself, like it on the surface, it doesn't look like it makes sense. So I, I commend anybody who takes that risk on themselves. (laughs) Sometimes you go through a lot of back and forth in your head when you're uh, kind of making that financial process, (laughs) but, um, or decision. But yes, I, so I decided to go for it and I invested in a coach uh, and started working with, with someone um, to help me with my mindset because I knew I really wanted to do something and was excited about this idea. And I felt like I was capable of doing it, but there were also a lot of other things in the way um, in my head that I had to work through and get through. So that was really helpful to have that um, piece of the puzzle. And also, um, you know, just starting with clients, being able to like explain what I can offer and how I can help. And then you learn as you go, right? You, you start with somebody and you make some mistakes, you try your best, you reorganize, and then you just keep going. And I think that's like the biggest thing that you have to learn is okay and normal when you're an entrepreneur, because I don't know about you or anyone else who's listening, but I was always like the really good student in school, like always like 
the theoretically, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how the best way to do it, all of that stuff, right? Perfectionism and never like the, let's just do it and see how it goes person. But with this, it was like forced me to try a different part of my personality on and try this aspect of it. So, um, and you know, it, it has been working really well so far. <laughs> Things are not going terribly at all. Things are going well. And um, I'm really glad I did it. I'm really glad. I love, um, I just love the freedom of being an entrepreneur too. It's like, it's kind of cool knowing that it's all on you. And some people that might be terrifying, but like some people that's exactly what they need is to know that it's up to you to make it work. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It, it is a terrifying feeling. I think that's, I've talked to a lot of people about just the entrepreneurial and I, I'm not a huge fan of the word mindset for whatever reason, maybe it's because I've heard it too much. So like everybody <laughs> leans into it. If we talk about it like a branding overwhelm perhaps. Um, but the entrepreneurial mindset, I was exposed to that probably what, 12 years ago, maybe a little longer than that. And uh, it's the sense of like, you own, you own your life, you own your actions, you own who you are, no matter where your position is, like with a title. But there mm -hmm. is something to be said, like, I think we were talking about this in our last conversation. When you own the business, you don't have anywhere else to like to point the finger. It's all on you. Even if you have a staff, like it's not their mm -hmm. fault. It's taking full ownership of that. But there is something very freeing about that. You start to look at yourself in a hugely different light. And I believe, and I think we both kind of came to this conclusion after our conversation, like only a, a business is one of the most powerful personal development tools because of what you said, it necessitates that you have to go work on yourself to become yeah. successful. And I really love what you brought up, that perfectionist piece. We're so mm -hmm. conditioned by grades and like school. school. And, yeah. yeah, and we're not really acknowledging the fact like that was just a construct. A bunch of people decided like, this is what they think it's supposed to be. But mm -hmm. we, we are finding that it doesn't really set people up very well nowadays for, well, the-, the Real life. For real life. <laughs> <laughs> or for owning a business, for entrepreneurship, a lot of those things. So right and wrong are subjective off the rip. So I think that was really cool that you brought that to light. I'm curious, what are the, like, so perfectionism was something you, you had to grapple with. What are some of the other mindset blocks, we'll say, that you were, were confronted with when you started to make this, this shift? Yeah, um, something else that I continuously work through is like I said that the biggest difference is like when you're working for someone else you're looking for your manager's approval and you're someone above you to say this is right or this is wrong or this is good enough or it's not good enough but when you're working for yourself like your client is the judge of that obviously but also you you're the one that puts the final you know, commitment toward, to your work and says, this is good, or this is not good enough or whatever. So being very, um, trust, like trusting yourself to know, you know, what you're, uh, putting out there and to just be okay with it or be like, this needs to be improved or, <laughs> you know, um, so trust in yourself, being able to trust yourself that, 
you know the right way to go, the next move to make, all of those things. That was a big one. That's a really good one. It's and it I think it's actually pretty heartbreaking that so many people don't trust themselves to make decisions in their life. They offload it everywhere, just everywhere. Mm-hmm. I you know, I get on my wife a lot about like I don't want to make the decision of where I'm going to dinner. Like, I don't care. Just tell me what you want. Like, that's fine. Like I have other decisions that I will take fully own up to, but like little things, I'm just like, just make these decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, it's really curious that so I do really think it's a, a quite a tragic thing. We've been so conditioned to wait for everybody else's approval when yeah. you don't like, like tune into your own gut and intuition. And that's, yeah, because nobody else knows what's going to make you truly happy. Like you only know. So Ooh. why yeah, do just... we give everybody else all that power over us? <laughs> That's like a mic drop moment right there. What? A... <laughs> this is worth diving into. Happiness. I've, I mean, I do think we're in a place right now in the world where there's a lot of just miserable people. Like there's not a lot of people who even who will even venture to ask themselves what happiness is for them. Like what, like defining it. Mm-hmm. What, like, are you, I'd, I'd be curious to hear what you're seeing in there where people are struggling with well, what, what is happiness to me? What's happiness and fulfillment to me? Yeah. I think going back to what I was talking about before kind of taking that traditional route that a lot of, I think millennials, I hate to categorize, but <laughs> I will out of simplicity, um, you know, took out of college and everything was, you know, getting the nine to five business job, like the corporate job or maybe an agency or whatever, but like, this is what we're supposed to do. This is how you make money. This is how you make a good living. Like, this is just the path that you, you know, if you're successful, this is how you're doing it. And this is how it's supposed to be. But, um, I think, um, I was kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Let's see. It's real. We're just, it's naked Sunday. That's what we're doing right now. We're just being real. Sometimes we lose our train of thought. I have been on happen all the time. Um, but you were saying you're curious about, um, well, what do you see with people just struggling with defining their own happiness? Oh I mean, yeah. I, I still see it with entrepreneurs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I, I've even asked friends and, um, other people that I've talked to about whatever life, business, entrepreneurship, and it's sometimes weird that they can't answer it. They're like, well, I'm going to do this next, or this is the plan, but they don't directly answer like what they think will make them happy. It's almost like we forget somewhere along the line to like, think of that or to or we don't, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like not deserving of that happiness. Like this is just what we're supposed to do or something, but it's kind of crazy. I've definitely run into that more often than I thought I would of people just like not knowing what they really want to do, you know, with their life. Not that it makes me happy to hear you say that, but it's, Sometimes I think I'm crazy when I'm like, am I the only one who sees that or hears that? Because I mean, there's a few people out there, but it, it to it's something that people, I think people, if they have more of an open discussion about it, 
I, I just, I actually think here's the real problem. Not enough times along the way in our life are we actually asked, what do you want for yourself? And then the person mm-hmm. who asks the question just shuts their mouth and lets that person walk through it. Mm-hmm. We don't even, we don't practice. There's zero mm-hmm. practice around it. And there's no touching base. It's like, oh, I asked you one time when you were, you know, seven years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a fireman, <laughs> you know? And, but you never touch base and be like, so you're on that path towards being a fireman. Is it what you thought it was? Do you like it? Does it like still fill the cup? Does it really like scratch the itch that you said? Mm-hmm. And, and then making space for it to say, oh no, like that didn't really work for me. It's okay to pivot. It's okay to change. And all the more like when you saw a pandemic was a really powerful experience because everybody's like, well, I guess the world's going, as it seems like it's going up in flames anyway. Well, I might as well just do the thing I I said I wanted to do what's why not let's give it a shot yeah. what do you have to lose at that point <laughs> you brought up something um, really, really cool there as well and I sorry if I cut you off there for a second but whenever I asked that question and I asked like I've asked a lot of like 40 50 60 year old sometimes even 70 year old people well what do you want for yourself and they will never start with what they want they will tell me what they don't want every time every single time it blows my mind I was like I didn't ask you that what do you want? I'm not here to judge. I just want to hear, I want to know so that I can help. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm worried if there's like a precondition that they've been rejected so many times when they were asked what they wanted, that it was just buried at their initial response. Like, I don't like this. So I don't get pigeonholed into something. So yeah. I just want to tuck it on a, on a rant there. Yeah. But. I don't know. I wonder if it's bad or if it's like you're, Maybe we're almost like um, afraid of saying that what we really, of what we really want, you know, afraid of like bringing that out into the open. Um, Because sometimes people are like, oh, I just spent like how much money in four years of college doing this. And like, this is what I have to do now, you know, which logically, yeah, maybe, (laughs) I don't know, like, who knows what your situation is, but (laughs) I mean, logically, yes, that's a very good point, but I think, yeah, the bigger picture of, do you absolutely, like, do you have to do that? Do you have to make yourself not happy for a long period of time, just because you took a direction or made a decision? I think that can also lead to, like, paralysis by analysis, like people not making decisions, not like moving forward with uh, a plan or something because they're nervous that it might not work out. They might not finish it, whatever, you know. And that just stops the creative juices altogether. And then it becomes a full self, almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, well, I couldn't do it because I didn't like, then I won't, I still won't make a decision. Oh, this is really not the right path as opposed to, well, if I just had made a decision in the first place and went with it, you have something, you'd have something to work with. It plays so well into what you're talking about that the problem of perfectionism, because I mean, what is perfect? There's no such thing realistically. Um, what else were some what other struggles have you seen, like stepping into the role of entrepreneurship and then being an entrepreneur yourself? What are some things that have come up, other struggles that not a lot of people talk about? Um, 
I think there's, you have to get to a point where you're okay, not having all the answers in front of you and not knowing exactly what's going to happen next. <laughs> um, so if you're the kind of personality that cannot handle that, like an unknown or question mark, uh, that's, that's something that's <laughs> going to be a big surprise. <laughs> Because that's just something that you, like a year ago, I think I kind of look at myself sometimes like in, in reflection and just think like a year ago, if this happened to me right now, I would have a meltdown. I would think it was the end of the world, like get super nervous and anxious, uh, not know like what I'm going to do next, totally overthink it, you know, spend hours and hours of overthinking. And now I'm just, you know, I'm still working on it, but I feel like I'm a totally different person, a different place, you know, thinking through things, just, you just have to be able to stay on, stay on the boat or whatever analogy you want to use, you know, <laughs> just keep going because there's a lot of things that will come up that you don't necessarily know what's going to come next or how it's going to work out <laughs> or how long it's going to take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What so. was it, what was it like communicating and then I guess growing into it, communicating and working through this new journey with the people like in your life, like, hey, I'm doing this now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think well, one of the pieces like I talked about in the beginning um, that has to, that goes with this is like that approval um, piece. So since I had been working on that and, you know, getting through that, I found myself kind of keeping it to myself in a way, um, working on like starting the business and um, just doing a lot of like self-reflection and deciding for myself, like how I wanted to set up the business and what it would be like and everything. And that was very counterintuitive to how I was used to operating. I was used to operating always like talking to everybody else about it, getting their ideas, their approval, their, you know, everybody's weigh in on what I would do next. And, um, so this was very different for me, but, and it was hard to do at first, but it ended up just becoming like a new way I operate. Not that I don't include people in my life and tell them what I'm doing, but <laughs> not at all. Um, but just like being able to trust myself that I can think through this and make a decision for myself and figure it out. Um, but talking to other people about it, once I got on board with it, it was like, yeah, this is a scary thing I'm doing. I understand the risks. <laughs> I signed up for it, but this is something I've always wanted to do and I'm going to try it. I'm going to go forward with it. So like saying like, thank you for worrying for me. <laughs> I appreciate that, <laughs> but I'm okay. I can do this you know <laughs> i resonate with what you're talking about there because you have a lot of people who 
I mean, sometimes I worry that it's just veiled concern. And then maybe that's the cynic in me in this, at this point in my life where other people are projecting their fears of things not working out or when they, mm-hmm. did, so- when they did something that didn't work out and not understand like, but I'm okay with mm-hmm. assuming that. And I'm okay with, I mean, sometimes I get worried. Some people are just trying to sabotage altogether just because like, well, I'm not happy. So, but I'm not, I'm too afraid not to go after my own thing and take it like own that responsibility. I see this other person who, while we seem like we're at the same place, well, if they do, if they go after their thing, well, what does that mean about me? It becomes this weird Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's transference or projections or anything like that. Have you seen any of that at all? I've, I, cause for me, I've seen um, a lot of it. Yes. I, I guess I kind of think of it as, you know, they're trying to keep me safe so that I don't get hurt or so that I don't make the same mistake that they, they made, or I don't get into, you know, a, a bad situation or anything. Um, but yeah, I guess there, there could be like a level of competitiveness too, where someone really wishes they could do what you're doing, but they just haven't gotten to that level yet. They might not get to it, you know, and just like a little, a little bit of jealousy maybe, um, because it's something that they want for themselves too. But it could also be like, inspiring to them. You know, I think that in many ways I've looked at, um, you know, other women who have done something that I want to do eventually that I'm like working toward. And it, it inspires me. Like to me, it helps me realize that it's possible. And that like, if I can relate to that person on more than just like a business level or like a skill level, like a person, like a human, I could be like, yes, I could do that too. Okay. Thank God. There's like, I'm on the right path here. I can do it, you know? So I think that, um, yeah, sometimes you just have to be very sure of yourself and what you want and what's good for you and just keep, you know, appreciating, but just sticking to what you decided on. (laughs) It's tough. I found because I started my own business fairly young um, and I've been, I've been a business owner for a long time. So the responsibilities that come with that, somebody who doesn't own a business doesn't understand like what comes with that. So mm-hmm. I notice a lot of like, I wouldn't say my social circles change, but in a sense, like the amount of time I spent with certain things was very, it was difficult. And especially since I was I mean, basically just put my head down and did stuff right out of college. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't do the extended college bit where there was still like, we're going to do this. We're still going to go out and party on the weekends. Like that was never, that was never part of my, my persona. I think that was, that was difficult for a lot of, but now, now I'm now in a place in my life where a lot of those relationships have come back into, well, now they have kids and they're settled down. And they're like, well, I don't do the same thing. And there's a different conversation, <laughs> but it's certainly hard when you're, you're, I mean, a business is on your mind all the time, all the time, all the time. How do you find yourself, or if you even do, communicating or explaining that to people? I know that 
I mean, I got pretty headstrong about it at certain points. I was like, this is fucking what's happening. Like deal with it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I might not always have been the best at communicating that it's, it's not always, I've learned a few things of uh, what I could have done better along the way. <laughs> Hence what I communicate now, but I'm always curious about how are other people navigating that very similar it's a very similar thing. Like you're making a pivot in your life and it's going to affect the other people in your life that, that you care about. How do you go, how do you go about doing that? Um, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Cause I feel like, um, before I took on this journey and started doing this, like I was always the party planner, social planner, <laughs> person in my group of friends. And I loved doing that. I loved getting people together. I loved planning trips. I loved, you know, doing all of that. And now I just do not have the bandwidth to do it. And I don't have the mental energy to do it. And I'm lucky if I am like, oh gosh, it's been like three weeks since I heard from this friend. I I need to shoot them a text and see what they're doing and how their life is going. Like I feel like I'm you know, just it, it's, it's crazy how fast the time goes by. I think when you're an entrepreneur and you're like all in just like focused, very focused on it. You just like, sometimes it's kind of like scary in a way. Cause you're just like, oh my gosh, like, am I missing out on like the, whatever else is going on in like the world or my life? Because I'm just like, so busy with like what has to be done for to keep the business going and to keep things running. Um, so I don't know, I'd be curious to hear what that's like a couple years down the road from starting a business and maybe that gets better. Maybe you learn to even that out or to, you know, adjust to that. But right now I'm very much in the thick of things. And like at that point where I'm lucky if I like, take 45 minutes out of no looking at emails or texts or anything and just eat dinner <laughs> and have a regular conversation <laughs> with my boyfriend and be like, how was your day? <laughs> and not say anything about the business <laughs> or social media marketing or branding or anything. <laughs> you, you, you said that pretty eloquently. So I appreciate you sharing it because it's not I don't think it's an easy conversation at all. And a lot of times, I mean, I've had plenty of people are, they're like, well, you haven't talked to me in so long. I'm like, phone goes, phone rings both ways. You know, yeah. <laughs> that, that was like, probably like my own defensive stuff many moons ago when I was like, it was what it was. And I don't know, I, for me where I'm at, I'm you know, just kind of just playing back and forth here with it a little bit. It's like, hey, by the way, this is coming up. I don't know how available I'm going to be. Just letting you know. I love you. If you need something, this is what I need. And this is how I need you to communicate with me. That's been from, I'm just sharing that because it's been a godsend for me to just lay that out. And just, I mean, in the beginning, you don't know, you really don't know what you don't know. And we, mm -hmm. we, we always don't know what we don't know, but especially a lot of that stuff, time management, creating mm -hmm. space, communication cycles with loved ones, telling people where mm -hmm. you're going with life. Again, also grappling with like, I don't care if you don't like it. Like I'm doing that anyway. <laughs> it's, it's all those things yeah. for me. What I started to see, especially where there was some relationships where I wanted to like, 
I wanted to reconnect and regrow some things as I learned more about myself and, and was able to reflect on things they had been trying to teach me. I wanted to come back and share both share my appreciation and then still be able to nurture some type of connection going forward. It was now anticipating and then also understanding my understanding myself enough to say, Hey, this is what, this is what's coming up. If you want to get in touch with me, this is the best way. And I'm, I will be honest with you. If I don't get this, I'm probably going to not be paying attention because of X, Y, and Z. It's not because I don't love you. It's because mm-hmm. of this, but I, the best way I always tell is like, well, usually it's like kind of a running joke. My wife thinks like I can read her mind. It's like, you got to tell me if there's a problem. I'm, it, you might think I can just tell, and I'm pretty good at like sorting things out with a lot of things, but explicitly knowing exactly what problem is up and like what needs to be done to resolve that. I'd be throwing a bunch of darts at a board and hoping something lands at that point. You can't read, <laughs> can't read your mind. You know, like you got to talk, you got to share. I, I would, I think you said in the beginning about this is all about investing in, in yourself. So you know yourself enough to share with those who need to know around you because it's tough. I mean, it's, it's a pretty beautiful journey from my own estimation. I have pivoted. So, and it's, I, I love how you pivoted. You pivoted in like the most optimal time, in my opinion. A lot of people are like, oh, it's like, it's chaos. Everyone like, well, shit, everybody's expectations are really low right now. So like, <laughs> if you fail, like, well, it was the pandemic. Okay. Everyone's busy. They'll never notice. <laughs> They'll never notice. It is what it is. It is what yeah. it is. What's Definitely been the, my strategy. <laughs> you know, it gives you room to grow. Sometimes you have to hack it that way. What's been, what's been like one of your favorite moments so far in entrepreneurship? You have like something that's like really just jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I've learned to do is getting up in the morning and reminding myself that I picked this and that this is like my journey kind of helps me set the stage for the day. And it helps me go from like, I have to do all this to, I get to do all this. This is my choice. Like there's other options out there. I could always go back to a job. I could always take up more work from other people. Like but I get to do this. I chose it and it's going to be exciting. Like it's cool. So I think waking up that way every morning and reminding myself that helps and it kind of sets the stage for the day. (laughs) That is awesome. I love hearing that because it's a very empowered mind. A lot of the other people like, like I have to do this. It's very much a victim mindset of Oh, the world's falling down around me. It's all like, woe is me kind of thing. I love that you do that. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, that I, my, I originally owned a gym for about like 10 years, something like that. And uh, there's a guy named Ben Bergeron who does a, did a video or podcast, whatever it was, where he talks about some of the, his hacks. And one of his, one, I'm only bringing it up because you did it. He's like, turn half twos to get twos. And it's, it's mm-hmm. what you said there resonated. And it was so, so cool that you shared that. Um, 
Yeah. And sometimes you have to convince yourself a little bit of it. I'm not going <laughs> to be like, I totally believe that every single day. No, <laughs> but like, it helps. It really helps. Oh, it's like training a muscle or training any, like you don't get a six pack abs overnight from eating one salad. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more you do it, the more you believe in your own sauce. Like that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. What has been some of the greatest advice you've been given? Hmm. I think I really, I don't know if it's advice or just something that I've picked up on by some other, by other like female entrepreneurs that I've run into is um, just like the confidence that they've built in themselves with building a business and being an entrepreneur is like, it's really cool because like I said, all of this stuff is like work on yourself that you're doing and it, it in turn builds confidence <laughs> in anyone because it's like, you're taking on, you're taking on a lot of risk. You're working through a lot of things and you're realizing that you, you can like make things happen, like empowerment, you know, it's very empowering. Um, and I don't think that you can get the same thing from being in a job and working, you know, under other people. I'm sure that you can get closer to that, but I think it's different. Um, from what my experience is, it seems very different. <laughs> I think that fear, well, I heard this quote from a life coach, responsibility breeds empowerement and much mm -hmm. to what you're saying, it's the ultimate responsibility to say mm -hmm. it's all on me. So yeah, it's really cool. Well, I only have one more question for you. And this is my favorite question to ask. Caitlin, what is your purpose? Oh man. <laughs> you knew you, what you're getting yourself into a little bit. When you come, on show. come on. And all the conversations you've had with me, you knew we were going to dive in. Hmm. My purpose. Well, I hope with this company that I'm building that I get to make marketing fun for people, allow them to see that opening up and being genuine, marketing can really be like human and not just marketing, um, branding, like having a company, all of that. I like to show people that there's like a really real fun, genuine aspect of it. Um, and if you're having fun in your business, then you're probably going to do really well. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I like to, I think that my purpose is to be myself and help others to um, have fun with what they're doing and share that with them. That's a good answer. I know I put you on the spot a little bit there. I ask it every I single time. I wasn't prepared for that one. <laughs> Nobody ever is. I, I get, I love it because you get very interesting, unique questions. Start asking that with your clients. That might be a fun one of like, so what's your purpose, Johnny or Susan or whoever the hell it is. It's, yeah. uh, it's really powerful. Um, so 
say somebody's listening to this right now, they have probably a poor relationship with branding themselves and their messaging and probably want their time back. And they're, you know, might've been, they might just be on the struggle bus of the marketing campaign. And they're like, I have this great thing. I want people, I want to connect with people. I want to build this thing so I can impact more people and help people with the services and love I want to provide. And they're like, I, I dig her vibe. What would be the best way for them to, to get in contact with you? Um, yeah, I would say go check out my website. My website is kfsocialbrands.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page and Instagram page, um, and I'm also on LinkedIn. So uh, you can find me and connect me on LinkedIn. I'd love to have a bigger conversation and learn more about you and your business and um, help you help you to tell your story and um, yeah, grow your business online. We can do it. We can do it together. I love it. Well, I'm going to put all that in the show notes. Um, I know many people, many people, marketing is like almost the bane of their existence. They want to just go do the thing that they love to do and not have to think about talking about it all the time. So um, that's, uh, that's, that's, we need people like you in the world to help brand it and (laughs) And, and let people tell their story the proper way. So it's phenomenal. Caitlin, anything else you'd like to share with the humans that are listening right now? Hmm. Well, I guess I would take it back to our, I think the coolest part of our conversation, which is, was to pay attention to what you, what you really want in your life. And you owe it to yourself to ask yourself that and just spend some time take time out of your busy schedule, do some self-reflection. And then once you figure it out, figure out how to get it, (laughs) go after it because, um, you know, the world is, the world will be a better place and a happier place if you're doing what you're meant to do and what will make you happy. So go for it. I love that. (laughs) I absolutely love that. Well, that's the perfect place to end it. Like I said, for everybody who's listening, who's wanting some support from Caitlin, I'll put all of her contact information in the show notes. Um, Caitlin, thank you so much for, for coming on the show today. This has been phenomenal. One of Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it was my pleasure. Was fun. I mean, I get to talk to people I like chatting with. Shucks. Like, <laughs> really tough. Really tough. <laughs> thank you. I, I, I love this. Selfishly, I'd say this almost every episode. Like, I... One, I get to talk to cool people. Two, I get to learn stuff. Like I'm not the smartest person in the room, nor do I ever like to really be. I like to learn from intelligent people. And uh, this is my fun way of being able to do that and, and shine a little light on what I think to be our great human beings out there. So thank you for being that. Awesome. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And you as well. All right, everybody. That's it for now. And until next time, much love. Bye.